0: Casey Confidential. Casey's Confidential. Kansas City's best. Welcome to Kansas City Confidential, a podcast where we hear from the people behind Kansas City's local restaurants, businesses, and personalities. Each guest shares their personal stories of life in Kansas City and discuss the brands they have built. I'm your host, Sari, and today's guest is Sarah Jabour, owner of local boutique Scooby located in Shops of Prairie Village. Sarah is celebrating 10 years of being in business and three years of having a storefront at the village. She's a proud mama to three little ones, a f- five-year-old twin girls, and a two-year-old little boy. Sarah has been in the retail industry since she was 14 and eventually was able to leave her nine to five job to focus on owning her own store. Here to tell us all about her local boutique is Sarah. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So, so excited for you to be here. Anyone who follows me on Instagram knows that I shop at your boutique all the time. I'm always (laughs) posting like try-ons in the store and posting things that I bought. So I have been a really big fan of your store for, um,
1: Uh, pretty much I guess almost three years since you've uh, been at the village so you're so sweet sir yeah everyone loves to see your try-ons I mean they love to see anything on and we appreciate your loyalty and support and we love seeing you in your fun outfits
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah so I I would love to hear more about your background in fashion and your experience in the retail
1: industry sure um I started Working in the fashion industry, like you said, uh, when I was 14. And I wanted, I knew at a young age, like early high school, that I wanted to start my own or someday have my own boutique. And my first retail job was at Limited Two at the Oak Park Mall. And my mom had to drop me off because I couldn't drive yet. And that was a great learning experience. Uh, You know, on the corporate level, you're seeing how a bigger store operates. And like, I was opening credit cards for people. Like they really have you doing all the things at a young age, uh, with things limited, you know, limited to credit card and learning how to speak to people and just, yeah, you, know, you just see all different types of, of people. So that was a great learning. I worked also, at, let's see, gosh, a number of, I worked at Nordstrom for a little bit after I graduated school while I was in school. I were at college. I worked at a local boutique on Mass Street. I went to KU, and Mass Street was like the, the downtown. And that was a great insight in how a small business is run. And to see the mom and she had kids and, you know, coming and going and just hustling. And I learned more about like the buying market and stuff like that. So that was really insightful my cousin Megan owns Addie Rose Boutique in Leewood and I was in college when she opened her store she's getting ready to turn 15 and I would come home on the weekends and work for her so that was also very insightful as well and I would go to market with her and you know pay my way and and just to see and experience firsthand what all of that looked like so that was uh, an amazing opp- opportunity as well and just honestly, all these experiences just made me realize how much I wanted my own store just to confirm my desire to have my own store. And um, yeah, um, and I worked even actually I also helped open Lemon, the first Lemon here in Kansas City. So it was actually before the storefront was even built, which was an amazing opportunity to to see how. I saw how my cousin started her store at at a local level, but to see how a corporate global store opens was super insightful. And I learned a lot of good tools from, from there as well. So, and yeah, out of college, I knew again, I wanted to work and have my own store. And at the time uh, the shopping was not the local shopping in Lawrence was not great. Everyone went to into Kansas city to shop. There wasn't online really. And there was there were there were cute stores, but not anything that I, I I knew there was still a void there. So I got in touch with the real estate company. We found a space. I put together a business plan. I was a marketing major. My husband now we dated since high school and college. So he was an accounting major. We put together a business plan. We went to the bank. And they will basically were like, no, I mean, we were so young. Like I didn't have any collateral. I still, you know, I drove my mom's old car. Like I didn't have a house. I had nothing to, I just couldn't afford, I couldn't afford it. So I was obviously very sad, but I started Scooby when I worked a nine to five marketing job. And then I worked, uh, I started Scooby as a co-op. So it runs itself. It's a little booth space you rent. There's central staffing and a checkout. So I would go after work, go on my lunch break, go on the weekends to replenish it, use my PTO to go to market. But that's how I was able to start in a realistic way, although it's not the way I wanted. And yeah, that's that's how I started. Yeah. And
0: I, um, I want to hear all about the buying process, but I have to ask, really quick so were you a part of the Lou when it was like upstairs in the space at Park Place before it had a storefront yes. I I will never forget my mom was really into fashion and yeah. was always finding like new places in Kansas City and I f- I have all these stories that I f- don't think people would believe like I- my mom and I and my sister were the first customers at Standard, like the first? Oh. We walked into Standard, bought my sister and I each bought a T-shirt. The owner was like, "You guys are my first purchase ever." Oh we just God. opened today. And strong. when Lululemon opened, my mom was like, "There's this new athletic store. Yeah. Their yoga pants are all the rage. Like every you know, everyone loves them." Right. And I remember going up into this little room with just yeah four racks of clothing and being like this store, like, what is this? And my mom was like, I promise it's going to be
1: huge. (laughs) Everyone's going to know
0: about this place. And it's so funny because I've told people before that I shopped at Lululemon really early on. And they're like, yeah, same. And I'm like, no, no, I went when it was
1: four clothing
0: racks in a white room.
1: (laughs) Totally. Yes. So that's, and that's, what's so cool and interesting about that company. They, that's how they test market. These cities before they invest, you know, in a huge build out, which I think is so smart. Um, yeah. So that building was or that little spot was there. And I learned a lot of the marketing is so organic. Like they don't at the time they didn't pay for any print or any commercial. So we were paid to go work out in the community, to go to all different kinds of studios, yoga, pilates, boot camp, wear the stuff, talk about. For Lululemon, talk about Lululemon. We would gift it to the instructors. Ask for feedback, um, ambassadors, and they still have them to this day. And actually, we we did have ambassadors for a few years when I started our the Prairie Village store. But yeah, it was it's a cool um, it was a cool experience to see how they they bring in special teams that their only job is to open stores. Yeah, it was it was a great experience.
0: Yeah, that's so fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in terms of your own store. I would love to hear about the buying process because there's so much that goes into that. And I think obviously what differentiates all boutiques and local boutiques are obviously the items that you're offering, especially with, you know, going to trade shows and everything like that. So especially (laughs) when you were starting out, how did you know where to look
1: and what brands you wanted to carry? Um, so it's a big learning process for sure. There's markets in a lot of the major cities and all different parts of the year. And a lot of, I only bought in person. So a lot of it is just going and touching and feeling the fabrics, checking the price points. And the variety that they had and, um, yeah, just a lot of kind of market research in person. Um, and just to, I, I was a big, sh- you know, shopper when I was younger. So I knew some brands to kind of start with, or to kind of look for and go from there. The, I would start with the biggest markets and, and find some good lines or get in touch with some good reps. And then sometimes they would wrap different lines that weren't necessarily shown at those markets. But you know that we're appealing to our customers, and yes, and pre-COVID I would go by like every like eight weeks, and some immediate, some like further out. Post-COVID, I still see everything in person. It just has changed so much. I do a lot of FaceTime and a lot of Zooms where I can, I see the line sheets, they're holding up the item. I can talk about the fabric, but a lot of the lines actually come to us now, which is so nice. So they'll roll them into the store. They have these like big built out bands where we can go look. And then I still go to market too, which is great. We're just kind of trying out different brands and different markets now that we're able to travel more, more freely.
0: Yeah. And speaking of COVID, how did COVID affect your business? Cause you'd already been in business for a number of years when COVID hit and now, I mean, you know, we're in 2022. So how did COVID
1: affect, affect the shop? Sure. So we had, we opened our own, our first solo store in June of 19. And then, you know, eight months later, six months later, whatever, um, we shut down. We luckily had our customer base was solely in Prairie Village and the surrounding areas. We lived just five houses up and had basically the duration that I had owned the store. We had lived there for seven years. When we hosted pop-ups, which I would do sometimes like five a week before we had our Prairie Village location, majority of, I mean, we went all over, North Kansas City, South Kansas City, we traveled a lot, but the majority of our pop-ups were all right in Prairie Village. Or in the surrounding areas, you know, Roland Park, Fairway, Mission Hills. So we knew when we opened the store or where we, when we wanted to look at a location for the store, we knew it was going to be Prairie Village. And because I, that's where we were five times a week, I was physically up at the shops. Um, But at any rate, point being that we had such amazing, loyal customers that wanted to see us through. So we had online before the shutdown. We didn't put everything online often because we only get usually like six of one item and we'd often sell through the item before we had the chance to put it online. Cause we again have amazing customers and had great foot traffic. And however, so we had the foundation there and we just flipped and put everything we had in the store online and just, um, tried to, tried to sell whatever I could, whenever I could luckily my husband's job didn't shift and change during COVID. So my job became, you know, priority to take care of the kids so that we at least had one steady income and blaze at the time was six months and the girls were three, the twins were three. So those are just, I mean, young, you know, ages where they just need you so much. So it honestly was just Carving out the time to work was honestly the most challenging part. And to be in this space, you've never imagined yourself to be in, to be creative and how you reach people, but how do you sell to people that are also in a financial, you know, stressful situation like we were? And so we would do a lot of like flash sales and Instagram sales and Instagram lives just to get some type of cash flow in our system and not knowing how long we would be locked down. And I was I would cry. I would cry after our like sales and after our like Instagram lives because people were just so like just overwhelmingly supportive, like so, so kind and nice. And I just I really we do we just have literally the best customers. So that's how we got through it. And um once we we because we had been in business for at that point, you know, seven or eight years, I had established good relationships with some showrooms. So I was able to we know everybody was limited on what they had available to buy, but I was able to, as we sold some stuff, slowly bring in new items that I knew the quality was there. They could send me line sheets or even pictures through text messages if I knew some of the reps well enough. So we just, gosh, just in survival mode, but we somehow, somehow (laughs) got through. (laughs)
0: It's so wonderful to hear stories of, you know, during COVID how the community has come together and I feel like especially with local businesses and to hear time and time from so many local entrepreneurs that they felt so supported by the community and were able to mm-hmm. get through COVID and kind of see the light down the tunnel obviously unfortunately there were a number of businesses that mm-hmm. weren't able to to survive during COVID but I feel like so you know more times than not. Currently, I've been hearing about these great stories of community coming together, showing support. So it's really great to hear hear that that was something
1: that you experienced. Yes, thank you. We were, like you said, so fortunate. I knew our customers were amazing before and very local driven, but COVID and beyond, they have shown that so even more. So we're very lucky to be in the community that we're in
0: you mentioned earlier was you know trying to juggle being a mom at the same time as owning your business so even aside from covid what is that like you know juggling being a mom of three little little kids and also owning your own business at the same time
1: yes so it's definitely a blessing to have the flexibility to kind of make your own schedule the downside to owning your business is that you're kind of always on on both, you know, both a mom and running the business. Um, and I honestly wouldn't have it any other way, but you just, you, it's never balanced. Like whoever says that they have a balanced life who is an entrepreneur, like I believe them. I don't think they're lying. I just want to know how, because I have tried for years and years to strive for it. And I've eventually just woven my white flag and I understand that I can't, I just have to do my best, uh, my best every day to, to be my, the best mom, to be present for them, especially as they're growing in school, not full-time, but we'll be, the girls will be in kindergarten next year. But these years that they're at home and not in full-time school is extremely stressful because they are so little and they need you so much, but I have to remember that it's just a short amount of time and I'm going to be so sad when they are gone and, and, you know, aren't, it's not, it's not the case. Um, so yeah, I just, you just have to do your best every day to, to be present for them, and, and also to, to try to run a successful business and you sometimes try to do both at the same time. Like, yeah, I just have learned to come to peace too. You can't be perfect at everything. I mean, I can't say I'm at peace with it because it still like, does <laughs> drive me crazy, but um, more at peace with it because there are, you, you really can't, you can't do it all. You can try, but you just have to do your best.
0: And what are some of the other struggles that you face in terms of owning your own business, whether it be on the business side or just Mm -hmm. sort of in the store, customer facing? What are some of the struggles that that
1: you've had to deal with over the years? Sure, staffing. Staffing can be a huge struggle or is a huge struggle. Um, And just in our industry, there's not a ton of people that are super long-term. I think it's just the nature of, the business, like being a, a small business, you know, we have online and we have one store, but we don't have like other locations at the time or like a huge online, like warehouse or anything. So in terms of like growing with the company, I hate to say that, but there's not like a ton of room. So you can learn a lot. Like I value my time at all the boutiques that I works at, but they were, you know, you're not going to be there for 20 years. So, but like in high school, you just, so the turnover can be fast or, you know, often, not often like monthly, but (laughs) (laughs) you know people they go through high school they graduate college or they get a job and things like that Um, and just finding finding good help is can can be a challenge right now I feel blessed that summer is here and we finally are staffed at an appropriate level but for the last four months it was like extremely dire and really hard to to operate it it's a blessing that we were operating at such a high level and that our online sales continued to go up and increase but on honestly like a skeleton crew it was just more and more stressful and kind of going back to the mom life balance thing like just after the store closed closing the store coming home like Then you're in mom mode, getting the kids fed, getting their lunches made, laundry, all that jazz. And then find yourself, you know, doing laundry and answering emails or checking line sheets or, you know, just doing, running the business until, you know, midnight. So you're just kind of burning both ends of the, stick at the same time. But I think, you know, like everything, things come and go in waves. So you just kind of have to ride out those hard times and just remind yourself that it's not forever. But (laughs) when you're in it, it can be, can, can be stressful. Uh, biggest challenge and my husband is an accountant and CPA. He helps me. He has a, he has his own job, but he helps us with the finances, does our finances and accounting. And we talk about it all the time, just inventory management is always the hardest part. So making sure you have enough when you need it, not overdoing it to have too much product that truly is, always the hardest part and then the finances behind that too making sure you have enough cash flow to cover everything and what have you that part is always the most challenging especially when um and the recent post-covid the ship dates have gotten a little dicey where you're supposed to receive something in the month of april but it's now June and you don't have it. And then your past season or, you know, it just gets, that can get challenging and you just really have to manage all these shipments and orders that you've placed six months prior. Yeah, so just a lot of time off of the floor that's not helping customers and stuff like that, but to help make sure that the front of the store is full and running efficiently. Yeah, and speaking
0: of inventory and and orders, You have on a regular basis, you know, you sell out of items that you're buying for the store. And I feel like there's always, you know, a handful of items that you get and it's going really, really quickly. So are there ever items where, you know, you see them and you're like, okay, I want this added to my store and it just goes like super fast and you're really surprised or what sort of the emotions about when you have things that are just like flying
1: off, off the shelf and sell out really quickly. No, I, I love that. I mean, I buy things that I would wear, or that my younger self would wear, or that my older self would wear. And I usually have a couple other people, usually my mom or my sister to add different eyes and different perspectives to the buying buying game to in um, I mean I mean I love when things sell out. I think it's so fun to see what sells super fast and if it's something that I personally was one of my favorites when I bought, if that sold fast or something that my sister loved and it sold fast or you know I sometimes buy something with an age group in mind that I think That age group is gonna it's gonna be more attractive to that age group. It ends up being like a much older or a much younger age group. Like it's always interesting, you know, to see different people's styles and how they would style it. But it's always a rewarding feeling. I feel like on the flip side, I don't I don't ever want. I say I always want our store to be a, a reprieve and a place of happiness and fun. So I never want shopping to be stressful. So I we only buy a limited number of items because we. Don't want Kansas City is a big city, but it's not a huge city. We don't want everyone to be wearing the same thing when you're going out to dinner, when you're seeing each other at you know restaurants and stuff like that, or parties. But I also try to buy enough. Like sometimes we buy double if we have a good feeling about the fit and the wearability of something, Um, because we obviously don't want everything to sell out immediately. That causes frustration and that's not gonna bring anybody happiness. So there's kind of a, a double feeling there. Like it's good, but you don't want it to be all the time because you don't want people to become frustrated or think that they, they can't shop unless they're on their phones or on their computers 24 seven to snag it immediately. Um, Which again comes back to the online post COVID we put everything all of our um, apparel online not necessarily all of our accessories but because it's honestly just very time consuming but we will put all of our clothing online because we have a ton of busy moms or working moms or working young adults that don't have time to come into the store as soon as we say something's live, but they can buy it online and we can ship it to them or they can pick it up locally, try it on, you know, return it if it doesn't work. But yeah, it's kind of twofold. (laughs) Yeah. And
0: you've recently added a new clothing line to your store called Queen of Sparkles. I would love to hear more of that brand and how you uh, decided to bring that into your store.
1: Sure. Uh, okay. So Queen of Sparkles, and we were just talking about this before we went live, your cute white embellished shop that you got. And... It's wrapped uh, similar to what I was saying before it's wrapped by another brand of ours that we also love Crosby by Molly Birch, which is super girly and floral and has great size great sizes that we can buy from and she suggested that we look at this line and so my sister and I who helps me buy and helps me run the store she we've been looking at their Instagram and she sends us over line sheets because we haven't been able to get out to the showrooms where they are. And we were like, gosh, this is some fun, cute stuff. Like it's a little louder than most of our line and what, what we typically carry, but especially now post COVID everyone's doing so many fun things and saying yes to all the events and parties. So, and there's so many weddings and bachelorette parties. So we thought it would be a fun addition to the shop. We know it's more expensive for us. So we really try to be mindful of the price point and where you would wear it and the fit and yeah, wearability of it, but we've had a great response and we're so excited and we're so excited to buy for holiday. I feel like they're going to, they haven't released the line we bought through fall, but holiday should be coming up and we're so excited to see it. We're trying to go in person to to buy it.
0: Yeah. I'll be, I'll be so excited to see. I did buy a couple of pieces, um, from that line mm-hmm. and they're so fun. They're so bright for someone who, Tends to gravitate more towards the whites and blacks and grays. And I typically I was just talking about this with someone that I tend to show, I think, more of my personality and color in my accessories and my makeup and usually have very neutral clothing. But there is something about uh, this line that just was so fun and is vibrant color and the texture and sparkle and the sequins is, was really, really fun. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what else that you have coming up with them. I would also love to hear about your uh, marketing, how you have marketed your shop over the years, how you've pivoted and changed in terms of
1: marketing strategies. What, what's your current marketing strategy? So I love marketing. It was my major in college and we were blessed with the beginning of social media at the beginning, kind of of our, of Scooby. So I, I mean, we ha- there was just Facebook in the very beginning and then Instagram followed, but I've always done our own marketing and Honestly, a nod to Lululemon. I learned that you can organically market. You don't have to pay for print or pay for ads or pay for TV time. I mean, you can. It's obviously all all is good, but especially when you're starting out and you really don't have a marketing budget, you use your resources and you utilize what you can. So we utilized Instagram and Facebook as much as we could. And as far as um, Marketing to different demographics. Honestly, our pop-ups were our biggest and most helpful marketing piece. So we had, uh, you know, one time three or four different co-op locations across Kansas City, but we would do sometimes four or five pop-ups a week at people's homes or businesses or you know for charity or or what have you. But it not only test marketed where we wanted to eventually have our storefront, but kind of learned. Like what people bought. I mean, you I was there at every single one, so you're seeing things firsthand. Talking to people about the feel, the touch, the fit of certain lines, and what people responded to, what people didn't respond to, and so that was a huge help. It was a lot of manual labor and a lot of work, but um, in the end, when we wanted to, or when we financially were ready to start our solo location, we felt really confident in our decision.
0: That makes sense. I thought I was going to be a marketing major in college and ended up kind of pivoting, but I've always been interested in marketing and just how people approach because there are so many, even just the term marketing is so yes. encompassing of so many things. So mm-hmm. I always find it interesting, especially with local businesses, set the route that that everyone takes. Um, and you mentioned your pop-ups. You have a continuous pop-up in Bella Patina down in mm-hmm. the West Bottom. So How did you choose that location and how are you picking which inventory
1: is brought to Bella Patina? So we have been in Bella Patina, gosh, for maybe five or six years. And we chose it as it's a smaller location, but we sell current season, but last year's styles. So it's heavily discounted. So it's a great, it's again, a marketing tool to let people know who we are. They've never heard of us, but it also helps us just kind of liquidate and push through some stuff that didn't necessarily sell. And it's, it's been great for us. I mean, everybody loves a good deal and it's a great setup. Um, it's again, a very like small, it's two racks. We tend to get it really full <laughs> before each month and it's just three days. The first Fridays of every month, Bella Patina um, has been around for years and they have an amazing following. It's mainly antiques and refurbished goods and on the first two floors and then the third floor, there's a marketplace with some boutiques, but it's been a great resource for us and they do a great job bringing in a, a ton of people every month. So it's been great.
0: Yeah. First weekends is yeah. one of those things down the West bottoms that I go to really frequently. And it's always so fun to go into all the stores and Bell Bettina, I think is one of the most well-known stores, especially during first weekends. And so I, the first time I saw the Scooby rack, I think for a second, I was like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm at first weekends Mm -hmm. and then because I don't think I'd really gone up to that floor before I usually in the past have just kind of moseyed a little bit around never really in the buying market for as many antiques and then when I saw that the the third floor was more of like the market spa as you were saying the marketplace and all the all the brands up there I was like oh
1: my gosh I can't believe I didn't know that that this was up here now I go every month so (laughs) oh sweet yeah it's a It's a very fun place. They do a great job. I even have a little cafe and usually sometimes a bar and just the family that runs it is so nice. And I'm so happy that they're doing so well post COVID too, because they did everything and anything they could to get through COVID too.
0: So are there any other brands you are currently looking at in terms of buying and inventory for your store? Any brands that you have your eye on that you're thinking about? Yes,
1: for sure. We, I mean, we're constantly looking for new brands and looking at what our customers want, what our customers are, you know, the events they're going to, what aesthetic they're looking for. And then we search just for that. So we look on Instagram when we go to market, we're not only buying and having appointments, but a lot of that is market research too. And we're going around to different lines, checking price points, checking the fabrications and the materials and, and all that too. So we are on like 24 seven, always looking for the best of the best for our customers. We have a couple new lines that we are bringing in that we're pretty excited about. One is called the top. Very girly like not frilly because well it can be but not like overly ruffled or anything and again that comes from us doing some just of our own research and and my sister she loves she sends me different brands like all the time what she sees from different stores you follow different stores all across the country just to see what they're carrying. not never to copy them by any means because we want to be our own style and have our own inventory, um, but just to see what's out there too, and um, and then just to follow the, a lot of brands now with social media, they have their own lines, so or our own um, social media accounts. So if a if a store has a certain brand and links, it we'll sometimes look at that, or we'll just find it on our own, or again, like a, a lot of it oftentimes comes from our own personal travels to market. And that's equally important to us to touch and feel everything and place those orders, but also to find new lines that we know our customers will love that we're seeing firsthand.
0: Yeah. And you uh, recently celebrated your 10 years of being in business, three years at, at the shops of Prairie Village. So how how did that feel and how would you describe, you know, where you are now versus when you were first starting, you know, 10
1: years ago? Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a, a crazy feeling for sure. Um, you know, we didn't start off in the traditional way as much as I would have liked to, but I can't, I don't regret, you know, the first seven years of it being a side hustle. Or, well, I guess for the first three years, I worked full-time and, and ran the store as a side hustle and then grew it enough to do it firsthand. But the years three to seven, I was still in, in three or four different co-ops and pop-ups nonstop. So it was a lot of grunt work, which, I mean, running any business is grunt work, but we are just spread pretty thin and um it was a lot of hard work but it just makes owning my own store finally that much more enjoyable for sure and we we worked out of our home which i had three little kids and i mean not the whole time but even when there weren't little kids (laughs) there were just clothes all over our house and we just had a little house in prairie village so you just to, when people ask, you know, for advice on owning your own business in any industry, I think you just really, really have to want it. Like if we were willing to wear all the hat and do whatever it takes, whenever it takes early mornings, late nights, you know, we didn't pay ourselves anything. I didn't pay myself anything for the first maybe four or five year. no, three or four years of the business, just to make sure that financially we were setting ourselves up to one day, hopefully have my own store. So you just have to be willing to sacrifice a lot to get what you want. But if you really want it, then you'll make it work. And it's, it is a sacrifice, but it isn't because you always have a goal in mind. And just to work toward that goal is, is enough. Congrats
0: on such a successful, you know, boutique and being this, this many years in business. And like I said, I'm, I'm a huge fan. So I'm excited to continue to follow
1: and see what you, what you carry in and where the shop goes. Thank you, Sari. You're so sweet. you always have been an amazing supporter. And again, like I said, we love all the things you share and you your exhibit A of our community and our amazing customers. You really are. I mean, I really, I mean it. So thank you for, for everything. We love being a part of, I know I'm on repeat. We love being a part of the community, but we love every day getting to help and, and be in the shop with customers like you. Thank you. Yeah. And, um, so when you
0: are not running the store, when, when you can get some downtime, what
1: does life in Kansas city look like for you and your family? We love, I just love spending time with the kids. Uh, the store is currently closed and has been since we started the Prairie Village store. And three years ago, we always kept it closed on Sundays for the majority of the time because I like to keep it as a family day. Cause you know, even if I'm not there, if the store is running, I'm running. So um, I need to be accessible and I'm happy to, to be that way. But we, we really like to spend time as a family and try new restaurants. We love to be outside. We love to, you know, work in our yard and let the kids run around and try new restaurants. Like I said, almost always local now more than ever. We're we support local in absolutely every sense that we can. When we can, we love to plan vacations, whether it's near or far, you know, small, like we went to the Westin just down, you know, that crown center just for a night, just to get away. And just, we love to spend time with, with each other and our family and just to kind of unplug and to make family a priority.
0: Yeah. And you have been really open on your website and your social media about your infertility struggles. So if you don't mind, I'd love to ask you a little about that and just how important that was to share your struggle and your journey with uh, your
1: twins. Yes, for sure. Yes. We went through two years of infertility and infertility treatments before we became pregnant with the twins. And at the time I was like very private Very few people knew like what we were going through and it was just extremely isolating. And you felt so alone. It's really taxing on so many levels, you know, emotionally, financially, psychologically. And after I got or we became Pregnant, and you kind of had some reprieve. And it was important to me to kind of break that void of not feeling alone. And um, so many women and couples, unfortunately go through infertility and to make it not so isolating. I wanted to be open about what we went through and shared whatever I could, whenever I could. And to show too, like, uh, you know, you're you're a working mom, you're at home, you're trying to make a family, but you're trying to, you know, financially pay your bills and pay your mortgage and and what have you. So it was important to me to once I was emotionally ready to share my story and to be helpful to other women's and women and couples going through it to do so. Um, and I loved connecting with so many people and some now are good friends that I've met through the store, or just honestly through Instagram or just coming in and chatting. And I'm happy to, to be that person to just to listen to and someone that can relate exactly to what you are going through your friends and family can be extremely supportive and super amazing, but unless you've gone through it and everybody has their own story and experiences, but it was healing to me to talk to someone when I was going through it just. And so if I can be that resource for anybody, I'm more than happy to, and it's been extremely rewarding and I'm happy to do it anytime. And we were blessed with the twins and We've also had some failed IVF cycles and a successful IVF, but then a miscarriage and another miscarriage. And we had three losses in the first nine months of 2016. No, I'm sorry. The girls were born in 2016 and 2018. And, um, and then we found out just a few months later that we are pregnant with Blaze. And that's also when I was starting the process of building out our own solo location too. So God works in mysterious ways. And I always wanted to have my own store and to have my own children. Of course, I just never thought I could open my own store and build out completely my own store while very pregnant and have twin two-year-olds at home, but you just make it work. You know, you just make it work. Go with God, what God kind of gives you.
0: Well, you are a very strong mother and I I applaud your story, your openness and just that, you know, like I said, I, I always love to hear about especially female business owners and moms and people who are able to wear multiple hats at once and are juggling so much all at the same time.
1: You're very sweet. Well, it's a blessing to be able to do it all, like I said, and I wouldn't have it
0: any other way. Yeah. Well, so anything else that is coming up in the store, anything else personally that you,
1: that you'd want to share any? Sure. Um, oh gosh, let's see. Oh, so it's summer here at our house. So there's no set schedule. I mean, to the, you know, not like school or anything. So Mm -hmm. the juggling gets a little dicier in the summer, just trying to, yeah, Plan market trips. Market trips are more challenging now more than ever with the kids' schedules and everything. Um, No, we're looking forward to going to... A couple new markets in August and seeing some lines that we um, already carry, but to also look for new lines. We're looking forward to that very much so. And um, trying to plan some type of getaway early fall before fall is fall is very busy for the store and holidays very busy for the store. So trying to plan something like end of summer um, just personally for our family to get a little Reprieve before the craziness starts. Mm-hmm. We love the beach, so we're trying to get to the beach.
0: Yeah, well, summer's always, I feel like, yeah, everyone's mind, especially in Kansas City and in Missouri, beach is where most people are trying to escape to since we don't have any around here. So, well, yes. that, that will be so fun. Well, where can people find Scooby and you know on Instagram, online, online shop? You know, let everyone know where they can do all their shopping.
1: Yes, you can find us online at shopScooby.com. We all of our clothing we put online, so everything you see online is also in store. Although we do have now um, online exclusives, which we're trying to grow more and more since we do sell more online post COVID just to, to give customers more options. And yeah, we get new arrivals literally every single day. It's so funny people come in because we're so, we have awesome customers that will, you know, walk their kids up or they'll just be around and we'll see them a couple of times a week. And they're like, oh, this wasn't in here when I came in two days ago. And like, I know, I get things every day. Yeah, so you can find us online. You can find us on Instagram, all the new things we put on Instagram with shoppable links to make it as easy as possible. And we're on Facebook as well. Or you can come in our store (laughs) Tuesday through Saturday. We are open.
0: Awesome. Yeah. And I love Scooby does this along with, um, as you mentioned earlier, with some other boutiques, the option to uh, purchase online and then pick up in the store. And that way you can try it on right there. If something doesn't work for you, you can exchange it right away. That's something that I think has always deterred me from doing a lot of online shopping is the hassle of returning things. So it's been a really great thing for someone like me who I'm always window shopping. I will admit I do (laughs) I shop a lot, but um, I never want to deal with the like returning, printing out a return label, finding out is it UPS, USPS, FedEx, wherever it's going. So I really love that your store offers the option to buy online because that's obviously the easiest place to see new arrivals, especially because, right. I mean, I can do it from my home. I can do it from work. Mm -hmm. I like that I say that (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then, you know, order online and then just pick it up at the store, go in the dressing room, try it on and see what, what worked and what didn't. So
1: I love that that's an option. Good. I'm so, yes, I'm so happy and. That's why we do it again for the convenience, for the busy, working, busy customers that we have and and busy moms. And yeah, you can snatch it online, try it on in store. If not, you know, we offer a full refund within seven days and yeah, we'll come in and shop anytime or we can ship it to you too. We do that all day long too.
0: Perfect. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for being here. Uh, I'm a huge fan of your store. Obviously I see you <laughs> almost on a regular basis. I'm in there so much, um, but thank you so much for being here. So everyone go follow Scooby on Instagram. It's shop Scooby and same with the website. And as always, you can follow me on Instagram at KC by Sari, and we will see you next week. Mm-hmm. Hey, Casey Confidential Casey's confidential Yay hey. Kansas City's best Ooh, Casey Confidential School ba ba be da ba ba da
1: da 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 Casey's confidential.